This is the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Hello and welcome to episode three of Radio Talks, the official industry podcast from Learning Waves. And uh, thank you very much indeed again for all the messages in relation to the last episode and especially the pep talk from Peter McPartland on the IMRO Awards. And best of luck to everybody uh, in this year's IMRO Awards. On this podcast, we are talking about all things digital, digital creation, digital content, and, of course, AI, its benefits and potential changes to the industry. Uh, That's all to come a little bit later on. On this episode, we will be talking to Mark Egan, an expert in creating digital content and training for the digital age. Hannah Casey will be here with the Learning Waves news and update for us for this week. And also, Daniel Anstendig, the man who is the co-founder of Futuri, who certainly got tongues wagging when he appeared at Radio Days in Prague recently with his product, Radio GPT, the world's first AI-driven, localised radio content creator. And it would be well worth your while continue to listen to that, especially if you have an interest in AI. But first, Joanne Sweeney, who is from the Digital Training Institute, and Joanne helps professionals to upskill and be part of the digital age. And first off, we began by asking Joanne, what exactly is AI? So AI, artificial intelligence, we've been using in the creative industry. So for example, we are recording this podcast, we're not in the same location, but we are benefiting from the technology that uh, makes us sound like we're in the same room. So radio and the creative sector might not realize how much they are using AI in their daily lives to repurpose and to edit content uh, and also to improve their schedules, like their calendar. But there's been a little bit of a shift more recently in AI. So there's been a lot of conversations and chat and promotion around chat GPT and chat GPT-4. Google has also released BARD, and that's its rival to ChatGPT. And what that does is it's almost accelerating the technological advancement into how machine learning, which is a subset of AI, can actually take on and complete tasks better than we as humans can do. So, for example, I was using an AI tool this morning called Adobe Firefly. And in the creative sector and in the radio sector, we need to create images and graphics to complement our audio, our video, our text content. With Adobe Firefly, you can now tell the technology what image you want and it will create it. Not only will it create it, but also it will give you a different style to the one that it has presented. So it really is taking AI as we know it in terms of doing tasks that are menial or repeatable to a new level and adding in more context and adding in more output, I guess. And what advantage do you see it being for radio in particular? In radio, staff are very often not just responsible for one single task. They have multiple tasks on their desks and perhaps even across departments within the station. The big constraint that radio has in my experience, and I teach them how to be more digitally 
agile benefit and use social media to their advantage is time. I run my business using AI every single day and I see the advantages and the benefits. And when I have a task on my desk that I need to do regularly, that is repeatable, that has a process, then I know there's a piece of technology that uses AI that can replace me and it can do it better. And that's where I think radio can really embrace. So content repurposing as an example. Let's talk a little bit about social media. Um, obviously, tech, TikTok has expanded dramatically over the over the past while. Um, do you think that uh, TikTok will continue to grow over the next period? I think TikTok has disrupted social media as we know it. I describe social media right now in 2023 as going through a TikTokization. We've seen Meta, Facebook and Instagram reorientate their apps, their algorithms and their interfaces to be more like TikTok because TikTok has taken the social media world and consumers by storm. We have bought into it like nothing else. Honestly, I thought it might have been a little bit of a COVID Um, phenomenon and had an early surge and maybe it would have died off but absolutely not and I was in Prague recently for Radio Days Europe and there was only one social network that all sessions were talking about and that was TikTok. As an example in the radio world the BBC hired nine TikTok journalists in 2022 and that resulted in them growing their TikTok account by one million and The digital news report of 2023 is actually out this week. And the main findings of that, number one, the rise in vertical short form mobile video content for news. Uh, Number two, growth in news podcasts. And three, an increase in news avoidance. So all of that said, I think that TikTok can be a game changer for radio but for those who lean in and take it seriously. And seriously, it should be taken. Joanne Sweeney there from the Digital Training Institute. One man who takes it extremely seriously is Mark Egan, who has previously worked with the BBC and has trained many a professional in digital proficiency. Uh, We started by asking Mark exactly what digital storytelling was. Well, digital storytelling is essentially being able to adapt your storytelling skills to different digital formats and digital platforms. And one of the challenges for people who have maybe been, for instance, in the radio industry for a long time is perhaps they have a certain expectation of how long it takes to tell a decent story. Then you go on to something like TikTok and you have to almost reimagine and reinvent the way you tell stories. So digital storytelling, storytelling is storytelling on whichever platform in a way, but you do have to adapt your style. So for instance, a story that might be a brilliant story on TV may not work in radio. A story that might be a great sort of story to talk about on radio might not be the best story to work on a social media platform. So part of the job of people working in the media industry now is to figure out, okay, this story, if I were now to put this onto TikTok, onto Instagram, onto our website or onto a podcast, how do I need to change it? How will it... Um, you know the duration, the pace. Um, you know, sometimes some stories, simpler stories, for instance, might work better on a social platform. A, a longer, in-depth true crime story might work better on a podcast. So, digital storytelling is still storytelling in essence, 
but it's the ability to adapt that so it fits the platform and the situation it's in. So let's take it back to, say, some of the newsrooms around the country at the moment, and, and the pressure's always on. You've got to be on TikTok, you've got to be on Insta, you've got to be, you've got to have, you've got to be everywhere, right? Uh, what's your opinion of that? I do have sympathy when, you know, we run training courses and we sort of say in an ideal world, you know, you want to be here and you want to be doing this. And there's a certain point on, you know, every course where people will say, you know, I often have a lot of pressure. I'm struggling to fit in just my normal work. And now I'm expected to do this, that and the other. Uh, and there's not an easy solution to that. But at the same time, if, for instance, you're trying to attract younger audiences, well, Younger audiences, we know where they are. They're on things like TikTok. So if you don't have a presence there, you're ruining your chance of connecting with that particular audience. I think the trick is to come up with formats and ways of reversioning things so that you can create other content for other platforms without it adding massively to your burden. And that's you know one of the advantages of some of these platforms are you can whip out your phone, do something kind of quite rough and ready and straightforward, and it works on that platform. So there is a limit to what people can do in their daily work, but if they can find a way to be on these other platforms, it kind of future proves you as a radio station because nowadays you're not just a radio station. You, you want to be putting yourself out there, pulling people in from different platforms, connecting with different demographics. So yes, um, unfortunately, it is something that would add to the workload, but if you can be clever about it, you can find ways so that it kind of mixes seamlessly with your current work. Let's talk about being clever with, about it. Um, AI, can that be of help? AI is a really interesting one because I, I see AI as, if you understand where it fits in, sometimes there's that shiny object syndrome, like, oh, this is new AI thing. It can do this. It can make me breakfast, whatever. Uh, in reality, I think the best way to approach it is if you look at your workflow and you see where are the bottlenecks, where are the things that uh, are slowing me down. And I think AI can play a great role in that. For instance, you know, fixing audio quality. I mean, I love those kind of features. Um, it can be great prompt. You might have, um, you're thinking, well, we need ideas for uh, a, a phone-in. We need ideas on this topic. We need ideas for social media content. It can be a great way to prompt those. Um, it can take out ums and ahs out of your recording, speed up your editing. So I think, where it's speeding things up and maybe giving you a bit of help and inspiration, I think AI has a really important role to play. I think where it falls short is storytelling and radio in general is about connection, human connection. So I think sometimes people have these scare stories where you can absolutely automate everything. And technically you can, but as you well know, the, the magic of radio is that human connection where people feel like they know the presenters and they feel connected to the station. Um, and I think that's why you'll always have that human element. The trick I think is to figure out where AI can help as an aid to do what you already do rather than replace everything. It will replace some things, but I still think you will need that human element. Mark Egan, digital content creator and trainer who raises a very valid point in relation to the human connection. Still to come on this podcast, we'll be talking to Daniel Ansendig from Futuri, who will be talking to us about AI. That's on the way after Hannah Casey and this week's Learning Waves news update. The Radio Presenter course applications are open until the 6th of July. 
we want to say congratulations to Daniel Considine, one of the first graduates from the Radio Presenter course. He has won the National Court Reporter of the Year Award in the Justice Media Awards for his report in the line of duty. Check him out on Shauna's Side FM. Last week, we welcomed Thinkhouse to our trainer panel, beginning with Youth Culture Uncovered with Claire Highland and Gloria Costello. The research from the Youth Lab gave attendees an insight into the young generation of Ireland today and how to engage with them through their content. Findings from the research include one in two young people feel that they have no choice but to go abroad for better opportunities. Only 15% think that there is someone like them in government and only 16% trust that the government have them in their best interests. Laura and Claire encourage the attendees to respect the youth voice, invite them to contribute on a regular basis and consider how they are talked about across all content. Learning Waves Journalism Graduate Programme has been shortlisted for the Best Graduate Initiative in the Learning and Development Institute Awards for 2023. Winners will be announced on the 22nd of September and we look forward to it. In industry news, the IMRA Awards deadline for entries is closed. All that remains now is the judging. We look forward to the party on the 6th of October. Best of luck to all entrants. The Digital News Report, published by Commissioner Mann on the 14th of June, stated that trust remains high in Radio News in Ireland at 47%. This compares favourably to the UK at 32%, the US at 31% and Europe at 40%. Professor Colleen Merle stated, How we access and engage with news in Ireland is constantly evolving. The importance of this annual Reuters news survey is that it enables media companies to examine and react to these trends to ensure that Ireland's population can continue to access informative and trustworthy media. To find out more information on the digital news report, you can go to the Commissioner Man website. Also, Commissioner Man launched their work programme on the 20th of June. At the launch, the Commission set out its plans to enhance online safety and to regulate and support the Irish media sector. Did you know that for the first time, online service providers will have legally binding obligations to take steps that make the internet safer for everyone? For more information on the plan, visit their website. The Arts to Protect project is well underway. You can hear new and unique content across 23 local and regional radio stations in Ireland. There is some really interesting content available. This content provides information on climate change and gives advice on how you can be more sustainable. If you want to catch up, visit ourstoprotect.ie. In upcoming courses on the 11th of July, the Planet team from Thinkhouse will present Sustainability 101, which will focus on driving climate and social literacy and the role communications can play in promoting sustainability. This will be delivered by Laura Costello and Claire Highland. We'll be taking a break for July and August, but keep an eye on our website and social media channels to see what's happening from September onwards. To get in touch, email info at learningwaves.ie. And now, for those of you who are lucky enough to attend Radio Days in Prague this year, I'm sure are aware of a man who had the room buzzing and Radio Days certainly alight after his presentation. Daniel Anstendig is the co-founder of a company called Futuri Media, who have created a product called Radio GPT, the world's first AI-driven localised radio creator. We started by asking Daniel a little bit about the background to Futuri. Well, I started Futuri 14 years ago in Cleveland, Ohio, and today we have about 150 people in our company, half with backgrounds in broadcast technology or business and half with backgrounds in data science and computer science. And we've integrated artificial intelligence to help broadcasters in a number of ways to discover which content is most important to their audience uh, in our system called Topic Pulse, 
to create podcasts and on-demand content by automatically producing or slicing linear audio into on-demand segments. Um, and recently, we released a new product earlier this year called Radio GPT that's used to create live and local experiences with artificial intelligence. And we did that because we've found in research that uh, across the world, if you look at all of the local radio stations in the world, less than 30% have more than one local live day part. So that means that the majority of broadcast radio stations have day parts that don't have local talent or live talent and could benefit from having more live and local information. And we think artificial intelligence can help us to create more compelling, entertaining broadcast content and and kind of surround the live talent that we have in our business. What, do you, what does live and local mean? Well, to us, live and local means that you're broadcasting content that matters to the local community and that uh, in the case of uh, when we say live, we mean that it's up to date and it's current and it's, you know, perhaps maximum of five minutes old. And in terms of local, we mean that it's relatable to your local neighborhood. So it's something that makes that when you hear it, you would feel that this is information that's really relevant and, and uh, most interesting to you in your neighborhood and probably doesn't matter to somebody who is 100 miles away from here. Um, and and what we've seen in North America in particular around radio is there's an extensive use of voice tracking. So we have many, many air shifts that are recorded and kind of shipped in from thousands of miles away from overworked radio talent and voice trackers who are quickly you know, going through breaks in an effort to create content for one of their affiliate stations. And in that process, although the voice may be pleasant, the personality isn't exactly well compensated. The local audience isn't exactly well served because the content is typically recorded days in advance. And it usually is does not have a huge amount of local flair. You tell me there now you can do kind of part real, part not so real. Um, as a personality presenter, should you be concerned? There's been a lot of there's been a lot of fear in the broadcast industry about artificial intelligence, and I think the I understand the fear because I know that radio and television both have not done a very good job of. Uh, creating a reputation for retention of jobs or elevation of talent. And so I get it. Uh, this is an industry that I personally love, and I only want to contribute in a positive way to the broadcast industry. Here's what I believe. Artificial intelligence is coming for every industry, whether we like it or not. It's going to make huge impacts into our lives in every possible way, from healthcare to travel slash transportation uh, to manufacturing, and it will certainly infiltrate media. And this is our opportunity to dance with it and to shape how we use artificial intelligence, hiding from it or being a naysayer about it or, uh, you know, trying to uh, pretend that it's not there or block it. That's just not going to work because there's too much competition in the audio space. We'll easily see streaming providers and non-broadcasters use artificial intelligence 
as a competitive weapon against broadcasting. So I think this is our time to make the most of it and to create personalized experiences for our audience with AI, uh, to create real-time language translation. If you think about how AI can, uh, in, in the case of Radio GPT, we've done a lot of work with real-time voice-to-voice where we can take a show in one language and translate it to another language or make our shows and our content more available on other platforms by automatically generating podcasts or on-demand content or automatically generating the right metadata, as in uh, the right podcast titles or, or show notes or keywords for better discoverability of our content, or making our content more accessible to people who may even be hearing impaired through real-time transcriptions. Uh, I mean, I think these are all things that augment what we're doing as talent and that the broadcast industry does itself no favors. Uh, we in the broadcast industry do ourselves no favors. If our first response is fear about jobs, we are missing the, the we're focused in on the 1% potential and we're missing out on the 99% of what AI you know, brings us in terms of a gift to grow and to cultivate our industry further. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you from a, an owner's point of view or a programmer's point of view. I absolutely get it. I still, part of me as, as a as a presenter kind of goes, Jesus Christ, that, like, are my days numbered? That's the only fear, I think. You know, there there will come a point where, I and I presume we're very close to that now, where there will be no definable difference between the real person and AI. We're essentially there. I, I don't think there's a discernible difference at a glance between a real person and AI. I do think that the human empathy and people skills that you hear in an exceptional talent, that's very hard to transfer to artificial intelligence. It may not be for long, but still, talent is uniquely uh, relationship-oriented and can go build connections inside of a local community that AI can't. But what AI can do is supplement or augment what that talent is doing in terms of conveying entertaining or interesting or helpful information through a broadcast. And that's where I think we're we're well served as an industry to befriend the machine, <laughs> harness the power of the machine, put guardrails on the machine and make it our ally versus, uh, you know, spending a lot of time and energy trying to rage against the machine. Uh, because I just I just see that fight being futile. It's going to happen in every industry. It already is. And, you know, I think the audience actually quite likes it. Well, I suppose we will just have to wait and see. Daniel Ansendig there from Futuri Media about the future of AI. That has been episode three. I've been Andy Matthews, or maybe I'm not. I need to check that. Uh, Hannah Casey produced. Thank you very much indeed for listening. If you do have questions or you want us to cover a particular topic on the Radio Talks podcast, all you've got to do is email info at learningwaves.ie and we'll come straight back to you. We promise. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Radio Talks podcast from Learning Waves. Learning Waves.